dates and events presented in this podcast are from the member's best recollection and may not be fully accurate. The podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Always consult with your local union about your rights and duties at your workplace. The opinions shared on this podcast are of the individual's own and don't necessarily represent our employer's positions, strategies, or opinions. All views shared are under Protected National Labor Relations Act. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Teamsters 533 podcast out of Reno, Nevada. Uh, Jason here with... Ross. Ashley. Get started with uh, another episode. We're coming to the end of 2022. Thank fucking God. I think we need to do a recap for our members of what you've been going through, Ross. Like, it's been a pretty chaotic year as far as the union side has been going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I guess we want to do a quick recap. So um, I think both of you can attest to what a crazy year it's been, right? Yeah. Trash. Uh, Trash. And both of you are are currently out on injury. Yes? Yes. But this is what I want to point out to the guys who are listening, the guys and gals that are listening. Still coming in to the union hall, putting together – episodes for you guys working tirelessly to turn in grievances put together contract proposals make sure that seniority lists are taken care of the whole nine yards right like i want to thank both of you for um you know continuing even through injury because i know a lot of people that may not may not do that and i would tell anyone who's out there listening who is injured you want to come down and volunteer some time we won't say no right we're we're always looking for a little extra help, and uh, I, I appreciate both of you. So, um, you. quick recap into what the last few months have been like. Um, very frustrating year so far, and I guess it, it shouldn't be a surprise. We're less than a year away from uh, the contract that we're currently under being being up, and we're going into negotiations. So. Anytime you go into negotiations, there's a lot of posturing from from the company. It shouldn't be like that, but that's how it is. And what we found is a lot of your grievances that you're filing are taking a very long time to get adjudicated, right? There's a lot of impetus on the company right now to sort of stall out the process. And we're finding that specifically right now. Uh, because our current labor manager is um, on a bit of a hiatus, I guess we should say. Um, not really sure what's going on, but we've been informed that, uh, unfortunately, he is is not uh, working with us. Our pre-panel for this month got canceled. And... Um, we're back to working with Veronica Engen. She's our previous labor manager. So hopefully I can get some stuff done with her and try and continue to stay afloat. But we're definitely behind, right? And I, I definitely think that a lot of that has to do with the company is sending more discipline than they've ever sent before. Correct. They're putting us in positions where we've had to file more grievances than we've ever filed before. We currently have, well, last month we had 2,400 grievances and disciplines combined on the agenda just for local 533 alone. That's astronomically high. We've we worked 
a lot last month to try and bring that down. And we're sitting this month at about 1700. So that's better, but still not where we want to be. Um, one of the biggest issues that we have and are facing down right now is the six punch people working six days a week. Uh, anyone who's listening knows that our guys have been getting absolutely crushed all year, working excessive overtime, not getting any relief. And that's been a constant fight throughout the year. Um, I feel like we may be starting to get some results on that, but I'll believe it when I see it. And the other thing that I think we are working really hard on right now is with how long it's taken to get all of these um, grievances heard and actually settled, it's also taken equally as long to get those settled grievances paid. So we have filed a lot of penalty pay grievances um, to basically hold, try and hold the company accountable for stalling out this process, right? And for other locals who are listening, I think that one of the things that we do here really effectively is we track when the grievance is settled and then we track when the the grievance check arrives. And in NorCal, we have language that talks about once a grievance is settled, if it's not paid within five days, you can start filing a penalty on it. Now, we haven't strongly used that language in the past because it, there's always a, a process to it, right? If it takes a little more than five days to get a check, it is what it is. But to the level that it's been this year, the company's really forced our hand. And so we've heard from a lot of our members constantly about, you know, where's my check? What's going on? Why haven't we seen anything? We've been getting hit really hard all year. You guys can attest to that, right? I think you got to right. go back to the beginning. So you talked about Veronica and she got a promotion mm -hmm. at the end of last year. She did. And so we went into January with a new labor manager who ended up hating his job quit on you, yep. left you high and dry, put you a couple months behind on the agenda. And then once he kind of understood NorCal from Utah. Well, well, so we had the labor manager quit yeah. and then it took a, a couple months for us to get a new labor manager. Yeah. And, from Utah. Right. And once, once uh, he finally learned our contract, he wasn't efficient. He hasn't been efficient in, cutting the checks, which is put you to where you are with filing the penalty pay. Yeah. And, and I know that when you come in and you're trying to new, learn a new contract and learn new language, that's tough, right? Especially because we were already behind the eight ball. So I'm not going to put all of this in that labor manager's lap completely. What I will say is our members don't care whether, you know, what the circumstances are behind why, we're getting further and further behind. They just want results. And so the the push, especially within the last four months, I mean, this has all sort of come to a head in the last four months, has been we have to work more. We have to work longer. I mean, uh, we've been sitting there hand-in-hand hand with the labor manager trying to schedule more hours, more time, sit down during panels in the morning or in the evening and work through grievances. And – but – because of the bad practices of UPS management here locally, the number of grievances that we've been getting from the members has increased exponentially, despite the fact that we're actually settling grievances at a faster clip than I think we ever have before. We're not keeping up because here locally, management doesn't give a fuck. I hate to you know put it out that 
plainly and simply, but they don't. And and I think it's really um, become obvious within the last few months just how much they don't care. They continue to sit there and say, we want to work our people less hours. We want to make sure that everyone's being treated equally and fairly. They have all these PCMs about, oh, you know, we want you to go home to your family and we want you to think about your family and we want you, you know, we are family. They all this constant messaging around family. They're still working people six days a week. They're still working them over 60 hours. And then they're writing them up when they say, I can't take it anymore. I have to call in so I can have an extra day with my family. And rest. Right. Isn't that funny how that came out? We, uh, I think it was mid-August, end of July, somewhere around there, we came out with, for package drivers, the TSP, where you tell management what you want your payday to be like. TSP is total service plan, right? Yeah. Do you want eight hours? Do you want 14 hours? What's your day that you want your paycheck to look like? The day that they launched it, we were the heaviest in uh, sending routes out that we've ever been. <laughs> and then that was after a long summer, peak volume. Smoke. Smoke, people getting hurt. Like probably the most injuries I've seen since being at UPS. Silver lining, though. I know no one likes silver linings, but we've also gotten more attention in the media than we ever have before. We've very effectively used our social media to point out some of these problems that we're facing. And we've actually had folks from the New York Times reach out to us, from More Perfect Union reach out to us to do stories on what's going on here in Reno. And so, you know, I have to think that at some point something's going to give, that someone's going to see that right now what's going on in the Reno building, we're, we're broken. And I've been sitting there telling UPS management since the beginning of the year, you're short-staffed, you're your management team is is struggling. You're putting too much on them, right? Um, I mean, we talk on this podcast a lot about how they cut HR. That's an extra burden. They've moved payroll. That's a huge burden, right? I can't Probably tell more you. Probably payroll issues than I've ever seen. I can't tell you how many payroll issues we're dealing with these days. Well, you know, the that's the important thing is social media. We're able to reach out, and mm-hmm. we got reached by the New York Times. Yeah, um, that was pretty cool. Shout out to the mystery person that runs our Twitter account. Yeah, who knows who does that? <laughs> and similar situation is you guys should be able to see other UPSers and other barns or other locals how they're um, how they're being treated as well. This is across the board. Yeah, this isn't just within 533. This is across the board. And it's I personally think UPS is trying to tire us out, trying to get us unmotivated. But, Ross, you continue to fight. You continue to show up. Um, and you're reminding everybody that Teamsters don't quit. We don't get tired. No. And and look at, you know, I know we talk about UPS a lot on this this podcast. But look at what we've done across the board within local 533's jurisdiction. Yeah. Um, I know that you were actually out recently, and Jason, you've also worked on, on the state campaign. And so... Tell me what it's been like and the difference that you've seen. And, you know, this is sort of a, this, I know this is not what we normally talk about, but the, I, I kind of want to explore just for a second the difference between folks who are, on, are, are currently unorganized 
compared to the folks that are within an organized barn and are, you know, growing and building a union. I mean, because I'll tell you, I, I see a difference. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, going back to last summer when we were out at the governor's. Yeah, we were at, at the, the Capitol. Yeah, we were out at the Capitol. We were out at the Capitol trying to organize the state. And the one person that stands out the most is this lady that was, can't remember what her job was, but she had like 10, 15 years mm-hmm. of experience in that job. And she was working for the state making $19 an hour with a degree, like experience. And she was working a second job to be able to afford anything. And I don't think we have any job here that pays less than 19, do we? I don't think we do. No experience, just go and hop on a job. And yeah. And all of those jobs come with the pension, come with the health care, you know. So, um, and uh, recently, you know, we've been out there at Boontown and it's been challenging because it's easy for me to talk shop, union shop to another Teamster. Yeah. You know, because they understand our lingo. And, Going to talk to somebody that doesn't know what a contract is. Most people are like, yeah, we got a contract. It's the employee handbook. (laughs) And our biggest uh, thing was reminding people what we do and telling them. uh, Craziest part is imagine paying your dues and not having a contract. That's like paying for a Netflix description and not being able to watch anything on there. Wouldn't you pull your Netflix description faster than... Oh, yeah. That's speed of light, right? Uh, but it, it was great. Finally, we we got a lot of people to come and talk to us, and we got a lot of info out. We got a lot of people uh, who signed uh, authorization cards. We can start to build with them what we already have at UPS, which is um, strong stewardship, a good contract. Um, and, that you know, that doesn't – having a union doesn't make all the problems go away, obviously, right? No. And we talk about it all the time on this, but I, I am excited to see the the opportunities that we have to continue to grow, get the union out to more people, make more folks aware of what the Teamsters are and what we're about. Um, and and so again, you know, to both of you guys, you know, really good work over there. And I'm excited to see. Not everything's doom and gloom. It's been really hard at UPS, but there's a lot of other really good things that are happening within this local a lot of organizing opportunities that we have now that we haven't had before. I think you can start to see a shift within Northern Northern Nevada uh, where people are interested in, in unionizing. And we're not just talking about the Amazons and the, and the Starbucks. We're talking about, you know, small, small barns, people who are, are just normal day, uh, everyday people who want a voice. And so hopefully we can give that to them and continue to provide the strongest service um, possible at UPS. So with that said, I do want to kind of focus in. We we had a brief recap of what has been going on at UPS. It's been hectic. It's been chaotic. We've gotten some wins. We've had some losses. Um, and we've continued to put pressure on the company. And that pressure has has really reached a, a boiling point right now with those penalty pay grievances that we talked about earlier. Yeah. And so now we find ourselves with a lot of um, movement within the company um, 
around this penalty penalty pay issue. I think they're finally it, everything's reached ahead, and they're finally saying, "Oh, you know, we're now taking seriously all of the mistakes that we made earlier in the year." A little bit too little, a little bit too late for my taste, right? But nice to see that they're starting to take it seriously. What's not nice is that I think that that is putting some extra um, eyeballs on our drivers. And so I kind of wanted to talk about an incident that happened and get your guys' take on it um, because this is all about educating folks. And, and I'll tell you, this isn't just for UPS. This is any of our crafts. Please don't do this. We had a situation where a driver went out with a, a, a route, was delivering, had a helper with uh, with them, and drove by a, a couch that said free on it. Talked to the owner. Owner said, yep, uh, you can have it, no big deal. The driver and the helper continued to go around and deliver packages and then came back later in the day once they had more room in their vehicle and loaded the couch up and then came back to the building, communicated with the manager that they had this couch. Manager said, no problem. Go ahead and load it up in your vehicle, in your personal vehicle. They drove out, loaded up in their personal vehicle. Two days later, they were pulled in and both off-road discharged. That's crazy. Yes. It's wild. Not uh, the reaction that I would have liked from the company, right? First thing I'd like to say is don't do that, please. If you see a free piece of furniture, maybe go back afterwards and pick that furniture up. Um, but I'd like to kind of get your guys' take on on what you just heard because in, from my perspective, this is not something that you off-roll terminate an employee for. But Correct. the company's taking that position. Yeah, it's not one of your cardinal sins that they violated. Mm-hmm. And without getting into the nitty-gritty on the back part of that situation, mm-hmm. um, it was kind of it was a cheap shot that, yeah. they, that they didn't have to take, and it just goes back into like what you were saying, Ross. We've been fighting them all year round. Now we're starting to get in that home stretch of a new contract and getting all that ready to go. And they're just taking every single uppercut that they can right now. Like you talked about a little bit ago, you know, like they've been working people six days a week, 60 hours, uh, over 60 hours. Like if you're not coming in on that six punch, they're burning a sick day even if you have no hours to give, like your job is a driver, not a helper. You've already given your 60 and they're still doing these things maliciously. Then all of a sudden this situation comes up and it's handled maliciously. Like I think the majority of us would understand that maybe a quote unquote gift from a customer might be a gift card, um, a bag of coffee, a bottle of wine, something of that nature and if you're coding your personal time correctly i don't think that this is quite the biggest of issues and like that the company handled it super incorrectly but we've been kind of going through this for 
a couple of years now, we had an employee during early work going to get their stuff out of their car. Uh-huh. And they got walked off. And that was just supposed, it wasn't serious. It was just supposed to be a lesson, you know, like set the example that this is what we're doing going forward. The employee parking lot since then has kind of been off limits. Like they've, the company's kind of toyed with it. Like we're in a discharge, we're not going to discharge, but basically stay out of there. Don't take your breaks there. Like you walked your stuff in, you can walk it out. Like for me, this comes back to like we've talked about before the 10 minute break. We all know at this point that it's 10 out paid hours, not punch to punch Uh like with the lunch but the important part is if you're trying to play with that 10 minute break and if you're at top scale and it's overtime, you're literally playing with $10. Like if you take your last 15 minute break in the parking lot and you're trying to put your stuff so you don't have to carry it, why are you trying to play with $15? I don't know about you guys, but that's yeah, it doesn't make not, any sense. Like, if 10 to $15 isn't worth sitting out in this respect um like i said they've made it a point not to be in the parking lot for any given reason they've also talked about if you have a package that you not found that day what whether it was on your car they're trying to paint you into a corner that you stole that package if you're in the parking lot so this is just they've been pounding it for a year and then now somebody's in the parking lot and they walked them out yeah it's not a good situation and and something that really could have been corrected with a, a conversation of, hey, don't do that. Um, and instead, now we have two people who are sitting home, not getting paid, worried about their jobs, and we're going to have to go and fight to try and get their jobs back. And I, you know. It's uh Point blank simple, the companies turn more malicious. We're entering contract negotiations. They want people to lose faith in the Teamsters. They want to wear us down. In the past, this wouldn't have flied. No. They've allowed drivers in the past to put personal items in package cars, drive them out on route, drop them off at some shop, get fixed, whatever, come back. They didn't care. You know? Uh, going back to the parking lot, the person getting fired for dropping their stuff off. In the contract, it clearly states that if you are required to take a lunch, the company must give you a locker. Yeah. Obviously, we don't have the square footage to put more lockers in there. So it's always been a you know, gentleman's agreement of you could go quickly, drop your stuff off, pick it up. I've gone on a safety ride where I asked the supervisor, hey, I forgot my water bottle in my car. Could I stop by in the parking lot and grab it, or do we take a break late, or do, or do we stop by the gas station and buy one? He said, no, it's fine. We could stop at the parking lot. He looked at me like I was crazy for even asking. And what happened here is it's new drivers. That, you know, it's mm, easy mistakes new, to make. This was a new driver. And it, it, we all have made mistakes, but doesn't mean we should get punished this bad for them. No. In the past, you make a mistake. Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't know. It won't happen again bygones be bygones but they went for walking out you know i've never seen it like that and i do believe that this is a sign of how malicious the company has turned and will continue to be 
And this is why we ask everybody, when we say stick together, this is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, we ask everybody that listens to, to please uh, think more as if your line is on, or your job's on the line. Because the company's going to look for anything little to come after you. Right now they are, yeah. And, and the other thing that we've sort of pushed in this local for a while and I want to continue to push is there is a company that offers insurance to drivers. Um, and is it, is it just drivers or is it also it's all in, sorts inside of, it's like employees. the warehouse people? Like I think all the UPS is covered that we got brochures down here at the hall. Um, I've got a contact. If you get with me, I can forward to get you set up for it. It's L E C M P A. And, in short, we call it the get fired insurance, right? The get fired insurance. Yeah. And so it's like, you got to understand what's the bare minimum you got to make it on. Like most of this insurance isn't for if you come to work um, on substances, let's just say, and you get in this wild, fiery crash that causes a yeah, lot of issues. They won't, they won't cover that. That A, well, I think parts of it depending on the situation might be covered not the substances but that situation you're probably not getting your job back this is for situations like we just discussed um we had a situation where we had a supervisor go back on a nine five form and try to fire somebody Uh like a year ago and they sat out for that um and so it's for these smaller situations where it's like probably like 90% you're getting your job back and there's this where the company's being petty exactly these pet there you go there's your petty so just as a quick thing right here so we've got policies just like your car insurance you know do you want your car to just get paid off or do you want the gap insurance you know what do you want to pay for so right here we've got a policy 25 bucks a month will give you $60 a day and they pay seven days a week on this so that's going to come out to 1800 a month. And then well, we've got a policy for... And how much does that cost? Uh, that one was $25 a month, wow. which gives you $60 a day for 1800 mm-hmm. a month. And that's the lowest. And then what they get with our agents, but I believe for the first year, the most you can buy is the $94 a month policy, which gives you 225 a day. And then... It's sixty five hundred a month, wow. and it starts day one. Like they get you a check, real quick, and then as you're there longer, you can get up to the hundred five dollar a month policy, getting you seventy five hundred. So the two hundred fifty bucks a day on that policy is pretty close to what we make. But what you need for your bills um, determines what you want to pay and what this policy is worth to you. You might only want to spend 50 bucks because you only need a little bit of money, but it's out there with how malicious, as we've talked about, this yeah. company is being. I don't know about you guys, but 50 bucks is nothing to have reassurance in your brain for them going sideways. I, I think that these individuals um, who who are on the street right now would really want to have the opportunity to have that insurance. And yeah. so 
And like, like Jason said, there's brochures here. So if you call the hall, if you have any questions, I'm sure any shop steward might have a contact as well. Anybody out there, let's try to get as much people signed up. It's going to get hectic. The company's coming after any little thing. Yes, they are. And if you're not crossing your T's or dotting your I's, they're going to be on you. And and with that being said, we are going into negotiations, and and it is going to get crazier. So that get fired insurance, I think, makes a lot of sense to have. And I just want to reiterate what we've been reiterating for a while now, which is with the way that the company is acting, I would not be surprised if we ended up on strike. And I will continue to put that out there. Save your money. The, it does not cost that much to have the, the get fired insurance. You still can save money and have the peace of mind. And for, you know, the next year, don't eat out as much. Don't buy that brand new truck. Instead of going on that vacation, have a staycation. Do whatever you can to save some money because right now the likelihood of us being on strike is high. Now, do we want to be there? No, of course not. But it is very possible that we will be. Well, the funny part is um, the CEO of UPS, Carol, came out and said she doesn't want a strike and that she'll do everything she can to keep us from striking. But look around. They haven't gotten less malicious. No. They're coming after us for any little thing, production rides, um, you know, the cameras. The, just writing people up for calling in on their on a day that they've been forced in. I mean, they've been forced in six days a week all year. Correct. And, and now they are now that the company's broken all of them, all of these drivers, they and, want to write them up. Yeah. And one thing to keep in mind is a lot of upper management is ex-military. Sure. Most of them are, are Navy, Navy SEALs, quote unquote. They won't admit it, but a lot of those guys mentally are tough. They know how to be broken mentally, so they manipulate their words when they speak to us. Mm -hmm. And you guys have to watch out for that because when have we ever seen management take accountability for anything publicly? Hmm. Never. Never. No. So if they're doing it, and asking for everybody to show up when they're scheduled. Yeah, that's Mentally, true. they want you to be like, well, you know what? He took accountability. I'm going to work six days. You don't give your body enough time to rest. Mentally, you're exhausted. Physically, you're exhausted. Come Monday, you're not thinking clearly. You could get injured. You could get in an accident. Anything could happen. Well, and if you look at the numbers of injuries and accidents that we've had in the building this year, it's up. It's up a lot. I, sh I know there's a lot of people going out with uh, shoulder injuries. I got two of them in this room. <laughs> so we just wanted to get give you guys a quick episode this week. Um, I know this wasn't, you know, the normal fun type of episode that we uh, were used to doing, but did you, did you two have anything else to add? Yeah, just with the maliciousness that they're throwing out there, you've been pushing the... Um, contract proposals and oh, yeah. everybody's everybody gets super pissed off about the contract. It's not being followed. They're doing this. They're doing that. Take the five minutes. Find at least one thing that you hate about it. 
like might be changing the nine five. Um, like we have quite a few out there, but just an example, getting your nine five paid weekly rather than letting them stack up all year, like we just did. It might be some like more language um, on the six punch that they there there's teeth in the language saying that they can't do it rather than the contract saying you work five days a week and then they're like, we do whatever the hell we want. So just think about these, like at least one article in the contract that you don't like. Maybe it's not strong enough. Um, Maybe you want more. Maybe you want a new article. At least focus on one thing and get that to Ross in the next couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, All of our contract proposals have to be turned in by the 4th of November. So that gives you about two weeks if you have any proposals, you can email them to me, ross at teamsters533.org, or you can bring them down to the hall. But you got to have them in to me before the 4th so that I can get them turned into the IBT. And uh, just a reminder, stay strong, stay united. You know, divided we we fall. So, yeah. And if anybody has questions, feel free to reach out to our – we have a – an email where people can ask questions, right? For the, what they want to hear in the next podcast. Yeah, that would be uh, questions at local five three three. Questions. Send them to send them to Ross at, at <laughs> Teamsters five three three dot org. Just uh, go in your nearest bathroom. Ross's number will be there. You can send them in. Is It'll it? Is it? Right. It's eight six seven five three zero nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven yeah. seven five. Yeah. Seven, yeah. Don't forget the seven seven five area code's important. All right, guys. Well, good. Um, I hope you all have a, a, a good week. And until we talk next time, bye.